Frenchbing is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. The Science Ambassador Scholarship is now accepting applications. It is a full tuition scholarship for women in science, technology, engineering, or math. And you can apply at scienceambassadorscholarship.org. The deadline is December, I think, 11th. Yeah, December 11th. Great work, Jen. Thank you. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping. And we're going to have a theme this the week. The theme this week is, why do you guys like themes so much? A bunch of people tweeted at us that we need to bring the themes back. Okay, so like we did a very heavy episode about body image and like society. And I was like a little nervous about what the feedback would be. The only negative feedback we got was, bring back the themes! I forgot that we were actually nervous about posting that episode. Yeah. And the problem actually was themes. Yeah, all right, so... The theme this week is Irresponsible Friends. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. We want to be really clear with you guys. We're not mad. I love feedback when We're it's happy. positive. Yes. You know what? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never feel free to hold back giving us a, a constructive compliment. We, we're, we're fine. We're happy to give you the themes that you deserve, friends. If you could just tell us why. Why, the, why do you like themes? I think people like themes because they like to hear us say the same thing every week. Oh. I think you, I, the, my theory is you guys don't really care about the themes. What you care about is getting in your podcast groove and you hear us going. <laughs> and the theme this week is and then when we don't do that, you're like, what? I'm Changed. lost. I didn't ask for this change. <laughs> That's what I think happened. But you know what? I take this into consideration. But here's the thing, Jen. There was a time in our lives when we didn't even have themes. Was there? Yes. We've been podcasting for such a long time. And we there was a time in our lives when we didn't have our sign off. Oh, man. Yeah. Like the first five episodes are rough. Yeah. Yeah, rough. So here's the thing. Nobody said anything then. They're like, oh, this theme thing is garbage. Or like, you have a sign off now? Terrible. <laughs> so so I feel like, I mean, we need to take this very seriously. And the theme is themes. 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 They're coming back. They're Thank here. you for your feedback. We'll never, we'll never make a change without your consent again. Ever. Let's talk about this. Let's do it. So... Do you, we don't, so we've got two just doozy questions. Oh my God, yeah. We read them and were angry as we read both of them. <laughs> You're probably about to get a little angry too. Yeah. When you hear these questions. I think we're going to slowly just come to a raging boil over the course of this episode. Uh, this is about irresponsible friends who have let you down. First question. I'm in a bit of a pickle and I'm hoping you wonderful ladies will have some thoughts on how to get myself out of it. I have this friend that I went to graduate school with several years ago. While we were in school, I helped him get a really great internship that I thought would launch his career. It didn't, so then I helped him get his first official job. He wasn't super great at it, but I ended up leaving the company soon after anyway, so I didn't really think much of it. About a year later, he also wanted to leave and asked if I could get him a job at my new company. I wasn't super thrilled with the idea, but the bonus was good and he is a friend, so I got him a job at my new place too. Once again, I found his work less than stellar, but I wasn't supervising him, so it wasn't my problem. Now, he's having trouble at work again and has decided to go back to school as a solution to this problem and has asked me to write him a letter of recommendation. The problem is that I do not support this at all, and I honestly can't in good conscience recommend him. 
It's further complicated by the fact that he wants me to serve as a professional reference with the power of my employer behind this recommendation rather than a personal one. On the other hand, he's a longtime friend and I want to see him succeed. I've told him that I think going to school again is not a good idea, but he's asking me to recommend him anyway. What is the right thing to do in this situation? Do I firmly tell him no? I can't serve as a professional reference even though I have several times before? Or do I grit my teeth and put my reputation behind someone who chronically underperforms? You don't need to write this letter. No, you super do not need to write the letter. You don't need to you don't need to formally make recommendations for this friend going forward either. No. And you don't have to do it for anybody. Uh, recommendations and writing recommendations, it's a lot of work. And you should do it for people that you recommend. You are doing a disservice to the employer or the school if you have to lie to get somebody into school. Especially in this case, because it says like it involves your your employer backing the recommendation. Yes, that's that's kind of a big deal. I would take that seriously. Right. And And that you shouldn't do it. And I don't think that anybody would believe that you're like putting your name on the line if you write this letter of recommendation. But ultimately, you never have to do favors for anyone. And really, they've carried this person on their back for years, it sounds like. You have done so much for this friend already. Right. Like a lot. If they have nobody else to ask for that letter of recommendation, they need to do some searching of their own Yeah, that's kind of a them problem. Yeah. So you asked what is the right thing to do. And Trin and I don't really operate in terms of right and wrong. But in my opinion, uh, the right thing to do is whatever brings you the most peace. And the fact that you are toiling over writing this recommendation, you are worried about it. Like, there's your answer. Right. Like, if this were a no-brainer to you, you wouldn't be writing in. But you took the time to write in, and this is bothering you. And I think you should listen to that instinct and not write the letter. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about the last few times I've written letters of recommendation, and it is often a joy to do. To say to somebody, this person that I know, has they're, they're responsible. They're a, a vibrant presence in the room. Like if you can't say beautiful things about somebody, then what? it's not a letter of recommendation. It's a letter of lies. Don't write a letter of lies. Don't write a letter of lies. I've written many of these in my time, and I fucking love doing it. I love it. When friends ask me, I'm immediately flattered. Then I'm immediately like, oh, this is going to make you cry. <laughs> oh, just just wait. So I agree with you. I think that the right thing to do is whatever will chill the asker out because they are in the right here and they can do whatever they want. I think that the asker might be like, oh, maybe I should just lie and say I don't have enough time to do it or something like that. I completely understand that instinct. Should I shove it under the rug? (laughs) Because that's what most people would do. That's probably what I would do. I'd be like, sorry, I don't have time. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. You can white lie. You absolutely could. I, I mean, we're giving you permission to be like, I don't really have time right now. I'm not a good person for this. Sorry. But you are not required to stand by while people make horrible decisions, especially somebody who is your friend, who you've seen over the course of a career, who, I mean, honestly, you've got a years long connection right now. And if you feel that you are setting them up for failure by writing this letter, then is that a good friend move? And also, like, this could be an opportunity for you to say, I'm not going to write this letter because I so firmly believe that this is the wrong choice. Yeah, I mean, you can love your friend and still not do this letter. Yeah. You can love your friend and still recognize that they've been underperforming at work. You contain multitudes, as Walt Whitman said. You are capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. You can feel both ways about your friend. I love you. I support you. But I can't support this. Right. Yeah. 
So let's talk. Let's let's explore the idea of telling your friend honestly no. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. While we still stand by what we said earlier, that if you want to white lie your way out of this situation, we don't give a shit. Just go for it. But if you decide, like, yes, I am going to choose this particular hill on which to die, potentially, then let's let's go through it. Yeah. And make no mistake, this will be awkward and you will feel weird. Yes. But it is still survivable. Awkward doesn't mean you can't survive it. This is very true. And ultimately, it could be the best thing that you do. You might come out on the other side with like, like tougher. You might be like, I just did that. Holy shit. So, uh, Jen, do you have any recommendations on scripts or do you want to like just make it up? Well, I have some ideas of what you shouldn't say. Go for I it. Don't think, I think you should avoid phrases like, I don't think I can do this or I'm not sure about this because that might give your friend the opportunity to like dig in and ask why. Mm-hmm. Or it might give them the opportunity to try and change your mind. Or have a discussion about it. And I don't think a discussion needs to happen because it kind of sounds like you really made up your mind. Yeah. You get to decide what you say. Some suggestions. I don't feel comfortable writing your letter of recommendation. Or I thought about it and I decided I'm not the right person to write this letter. You're bad at your job. Don't say, <laughs> don't say that. I don't think you should say that. I, I feel like what the asker's friend might come back with is it's not your decision whether or not to go to school. And they're totally right. It's true. But it is also your decision whether or not you write that letter of recommendation. You are by no means required to do this. Please don't let him make you feel like you owe him anything because you don't, no matter what. True that. Yeah. Can I tell you a story about bad decisions? Uh, Always. I love this. Please continue. Hurry. So I'm going to tell you a story. It's not about making a bad decision. It's about standing up for what you think is the right decision in your friend's life. And every now and again, you will be presented with these kinds of opportunities. Here's a great example. I have a friend who was about to be married, and she chose her maid of honor. Her maid of honor was a friend that she'd had since childhood. They loved each other very much. And the friend said, no. She said, I can't stand by while you marry this asshole. And she she didn't show up at the wedding. Damn. She didn't send her a gift, nothing. And she's like, I love you, but I hate him so much. And I'm telling you that this is the wrong choice. Ultimately, she chose a new maid of honor who the husband then cheated on her with. Oh, my God. I know. And he's still a dick. Yeah. He's still the worst. Forever an asshole. Like, just so bad. Uh, But now they're friends again because... She she chose like, hey, I, I'm not telling you that I get to choose what's right and wrong for you, but I can't stand by and make myself a part of this decision that I feel is wrong. They must be so close now. Yeah. Like what a complicated tapestry of a friendship. Absolutely. They've been through some shit together. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you're going to say to this guy like, hey, I'm not saying that I can choose whether or not you're going to go to school, but I can decide whether or not I'm a part of that decision by writing you a letter of recommendation. And I'm deciding that I am not going to do that. And then they flunk out of school and then they're friends with you again. No, that'll probably not happen. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Um, But I, I think that this is a story about it is very worthwhile to consider the opinions of people who love you dearly and have stood by you for a long time. So this is an opportunity for you to make your opinion known because your opinion honestly does matter, even though ultimately you do not make the choice. Honestly, your professional opinion probably matters a lot to this person. I mean, you've guided them a lot. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe if you want to do extra emotional labor, which, again, you do not have to. Nope. Why don't you find some kind of good choice that he could make? Maybe instead of going back to school full time, he could get some kind of certification or learn some new program or do some kind of work underneath somebody else or like even read a fucking book every now and again. Did you think about maybe just read a book? Go to the library, you ding dong. They're free. They're free. Libraries are free and they're also fighting on the front lines of fascism and we should support them. Hell yeah, we should. The way we should support libraries unconditionally is not the way you need to support your friend. Yes. Did you see how I bridged that? Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you. Did you take an improv class? Uh, yes, and I have taken... No, I haven't, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, okay. Oh, well this, right. this is dying. So, um, um, well, anyway, I, uh, I, if you're looking for permission to not write this letter, we fucking give you permission to not write the letter. We also give you permission to lie about why you're not doing it. Also, you have other friends. If this person is like, we're not going to be friends anymore because you're not going to do me this favor that will require a couple of hours of your time. And also you have to lie about my prowess at work. It's already taken up so much time because they're worrying about it. Right. You're not getting paid to worry about this, but you are. Yeah. You are. Time is money, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sad but true. Wait, I got to figure out where that. Oh, so I, I was about to Google, but I already figured it out. So I was like, I know I just quoted a video game and I did. It was World of Warcraft. That's how goblins uh, in uh, NPC goblins in World of Warcraft will say goodbye to you. Time is money? No, just like that. Time is money, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Isn't it funny? Like the little phrases that stick in your mind yeah. from like movies and shit Absolutely. and World of Warcraft. Yes. Like uh, there's one from Jurassic Park, which is you bred raptors. <laughs> <laughs> you bred raptors. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of, Jen? What? Bread, 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 <laughs> bread, 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 bread. Again, an inside joke that we will never explain. It comes up every 10 episodes or so. And Maybe, we're, and we're never going to explain what it means. You we'll just have never. to suffer through that. Right. Can I tell you a, a funny video game story that has always been in my head? Please. It's not even that funny, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so every now and again, you're totally right. In a video game, a line will stick with you and like it will just like haunt you for the rest of your days. Literally 10 years ago, my buddy Andy and I went back into World of Warcraft after a break. And I remember we both spawned in Ironforge and his character is a dwarf. And Ironforge is the city of dwarves. And the moment that he logs online, he just yells, like types yells into the chat, the general chat. Ah, Ironforge, long has it been. <laughs> And I'll never forget that. And so <laughs> so every now and again, if I show up at a place, like I roll up to a place I haven't been before, I either think or say out loud, Ah, Ironforge, long has it been. Oh, my God. Which is stupid. And I do it anyway, because it brings me joy. That is beautiful. That's just uh, it's a little tidbit. That's amazing. Uh, a little tidbit, a little joy of a story after we launch into the second infuriating question. Oh, this one's... We had to put this question second because I have a feeling we're going to lose our minds. Oh, God. A little bit. Uh, this is this is real, actually. This is a trigger warning for people who are pet people. This might genuinely upset you on a deep level. Yeah, to, there's nothing graphic at all about it, right. uh, but it'll make you want to go home and hug your pet. And if you're not able to do that right now, maybe wait till you are home and you can look at your pet and be like, love you. Yeah, I agree. 
I have a friend who I've known for most of my adult life. He was the best man at my wedding, and he was my husband's best friend in high school. I always considered him a close friend, like a brother. Until just recently. Recently, I went on a trip with my husband. My friend usually takes care of my cat, and he knows her very well. My kitty is wonderful, but she is very old. 18! And she can't be alone for more than 24 hours at a time. I had a really hard time getting a hold of him throughout the trip, and when I did, he told me he checked in on her. He did not. I got home after three days to find her hungry, scared, and really stressed out. When I confronted him about this, he told me he must have forgotten to feed her. I feel horrible, guilty, and angry about the whole thing. The worst part is, is he's making it out like it's not a huge deal, which really hurts me because I feel like he put her in real danger. I brought this up to some friends, and it turns out this isn't the first time he's lied to me about things, although it is definitely the worst. I'm thinking I might need to end this 17-year relationship with him, and I'm really sad, and I'm upset about it. Is this the right thing to do? Should I forgive this sort of thing? I really don't know if I can. He forgot. 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 To take care of your baby. He forgot. He forgot. He must have forgot, Jen. No. It's not a big deal. He just must have forgot. My heart is broken for this person. I'm I'm so angry. My heart is beating at 180 miles per minute because I want to drive a train over his face. I want to punch the sun. This cat of yours, who is a perfect angel, is in the twilight of its years. And it's beautiful and perfect. And oh man, I I want to punch punch him. I want to punch him. I would like to go through a few possibilities. That make him maybe not a monster. Yeah, we should explore the other side of this a little bit. Okay, so one. Was it very, very clear what was needed? Like, my cat is old and needs help and needs love. And I feel like, I feel like you were probably really clear, especially because he has cat sat for you before and has known this cat for a long time. But maybe in some alternate universe, you weren't super clear about what was needed and was necessary. Is he just like really irresponsible about all things, but you asked him to do this task anyway? And in which case, I'm not saying it's your fault, but if you put an irres- a person that you know is irresponsible in a situation in which you truly need them to be responsible, they're not going to suddenly, suddenly become an adult. They're not suddenly going to step up. Right. Very rarely. But again, they've asked this person to watch their cats. The other possibility that makes him not a monster is maybe some kind of emergency happened. Right. Maybe they're like super depressed. Or... I was about to say, is this person depressed, anxious? Do they have the ability to leave their house? And I'm, these are not excuses. No, they're, they're just not. But honestly, even going through these possibilities, like to me, there is no reality in which this is acceptable behavior. Agreed. Yeah. Like if there was an actual hitman chasing this dude down, all he needed to do was send a text to somebody else to do it or text you back and say, like, I can't. If there was an emergency that prevented this person from taking care of the cat, you would know about it. Right. They would have told you. And the fact that he's saying that it's, oh, it's not a big deal, blah, 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 blah. He's ignoring your feeling. He doesn't get to argue. You are telling him that he hurt you, that he put something that, that matters so much to you in jeopardy. And he's saying it's not a big deal. That's honestly, to me... If you were to remove the entire cat component from this, and you know how I feel about cats. Everybody knows We're this. aware, yeah. Right. That the fact that he is saying it's not a big deal when you are telling him, no, it is. That is actually what, what I think the real problem is. That is really smart, Trin. And you know, I bet a part of you is like, 
frustrated that you didn't get a chance to like yell at this person. Yeah. You didn't get to say your piece. You didn't get to say, hey, what you did was really disrespectful and unkind and you mistreated my my animal. Like right. you didn't get a chance to do that because this person is like brushing off the situation. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That is that is killer. And he also continually brushed off the asker when they checked in to see how the cat was doing. I can just imagine how that would ruin your trip. Yeah. Like I'm literally clutching my heart right now thinking about my dog and not being able to like get an update on how she's doing. So because of all of these components, I feel like, okay, do you need to not be friends with this person? I mean, I personally would not, uh, but it's up to you. I think that there is one last hurrah for your friendship, which is lay it all out there one last time. Be extremely clear about every way that he hurt you with this situation. Say, I was stressed out through my entire trip because you wouldn't text me back. I am upset because my cat is old and you know my cat and my cat like loves you and it's you not betrayed news, me. It's not news to you. We've been friends for years. You know this how much I care about this cat. Right. It's it's a it's a betrayal. And you can use the word betrayal, honestly. Yeah. I know it sounds harsh, but like that is the truth. Like he blew you off for three days. You can say you violated my trust about yes. something really, really important to me. And then and then you close it off with, and now you're telling me that it's not a big deal. After I am telling you that it is, I want you to answer for that. I want you to tell me why. And I want an apology. And if after all of that, if after it is made very clear that this is a big deal and he does not get to debate you about it, if he has no good answer, if he has no good apology, if he has no way to make it up to you, then that shows you a lot about who he is. Character revealing moment. Yes, absolutely. And those suck. They do. You can use the phrase, I need to hear an apology from you. Yes. And if you get a response that's like, whoa, or what? Or you need to chill out. Chill out, man. It's not a big deal. That's if if you are put in a place where you're meant to feel irrational, you know, you know, like if they're if they're if they're acting like you're overreacting, that's that's extremely uncool. I think that this is officially veering into like gaslighting territory. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. And so and here's the other thing. We know that there are all kinds of components into people's lives. People are complicated. There's all kinds of shit happening. You know, we're not saying that the, the babysitter should have been perfect. We're not saying that they are an, uh, an irredeemably bad human. But what we are saying is that if you are telling somebody that they did that you did not hurt them, and they are telling you that you did. You are fucking up. Yeah, you are. And, you know, there are probably people listening to this who are like, I'm not an animal person. And here's the thing. It's okay. You do not need to be an animal person. It doesn't matter. I have, I know people that are not super comfortable with pets. They don't have, they don't envision a life with them ever owning any kind of animal. And, uh, you know, they wouldn't be my first asked to babysit my dog mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's not something they're comfortable with. But... Even someone who is uncomfortable with animals was put in a position to take care of them. They could have done like set out the water. They could have sent a photo of the cat. Like you don't need to be an, a strictly animal person or in love with this particular cat to still do what was asked of you. I just feel like they've got to be something of an animal lover because it says they usually watch the cat and he knows her really well. Yeah. I mean, don't you want to just know what happened? Like yeah. what the fuck happened? Right. You've usually done this. And then are you like, wait, how long has this been going on? Yeah. 
I mean, this is opening a lot of scary doors for you because you also add at the at the end there that it turns out this isn't the first time he's lied to me about things. Although it is definitely the worst. Yeah. So it's it's probably not all kitty stuff. It is very hard to be friends with somebody who's a chronic liar or a pathological liar. (laughs) I've tried to make it work before. I I don't know how to deal with that component of the question because we don't know what the other things that he's lied about are. Right. So I would say let's focus on the cat situation. Yes, he owes you an apology. He owes you an explanation. And if he continually fights against your bad feelings about the situation, then he is bad. But man, like, I'm also thinking like maybe he's feeling indignant because he's always watching this cat and like maybe he doesn't get paid or something. But even if that's the case, he should have said that out loud before he neglected an elderly animal to be alone. Completely correct. I agree, man. And you asked, it might be time to end this 17 year relationship with him. And I'm really sad and upset about it. Justifiably. Yeah. Yeah. This absolutely sucks. And my hope for you is that you get an answer and it doesn't have to be the end of your friendship. But even if you get an answer and it's not the end of your friendship, you have learned something important about this friend. Yeah. You need a new cat sitter. You no do. matter what, do not trust this person with anything important. Yeah. And like, and honestly, you can be friends with somebody who's hugely irresponsible. Yeah, it is absolutely possible. Yeah. And sometimes they get relegated to like buddy status, but like you, you're not going to trade pet sitting duties. Uh, you're not going to write them a letter of recommendation, yep. you know, so you don't have to end the friendship. You could become more casual friends. But if you do end the friendship, we support that. Yeah, I do. I do. And if that happens, give yourself time to be angry and mourn it. Like, yeah. don't I, I don't want you to dwell on it for the next like six months. But I do want you to like listen to a breakup song and be angry. And then, like, you know, start to grieve it like you would a like this is a long friendship. You're going to have to grieve it if it does end. Like, allow yourself that. I don't recommend sending angry texts in the middle of the night, like breakup cliche. But I do recommend letting yourself feel the anger so you can move on. I just feel like this person discovered that their SO has been like cheating on them. Like, that's how I would feel. It's like, like there's this other life where he's an irresponsible liar and cat hater. Yeah, I mean, uh, this whole question, I'm thinking about my my dog and how I would feel to come home to see her panicked. Yeah. And that would, yeah, it, it makes me angry and sad. I'd probably cry. I'd probably be like, what happened, baby? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would be very sad. This kind of happened to me. I had a buddy cat sitting who I was paying, and then uh, it was pretty clear that they hadn't shown up for maybe a day or two, but my cats are, are young. Um, so I was able to forgive that simply because it was not as dire of a situation. Um, and I'm just not having them cat sit again. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a very like different thing. And like they're young. It's like whatever the fuck. Like, but this person sounds like they are a full grown adult. They knew of the stakes. They knew the importance of the cat. And man, I'll tell you what, I like my cats way more than most human beings. Dogs are the best humans. Dogs are amazing. I would have dogs if I didn't find cats, but I found cats. I found a lot of them. And so now that's what I have. (laughs) Yeah. So we understand your anger in a very deep, visceral way. I think think we've made it clear that we're very angry for you. I am personally affronted by this friend's shitty behavior. I I had a bang on the table. If you want, if you want us to talk to them for you, (laughs) send us, send us their email address. We got a bone to pick with you, buddy. 
And that bone is the fragile old bones of our good friend's cat that you should have been taking care of. What the hell happened? What did you do? <laughs> Who are you? What's your send us his mother's email address? Yeah. Let's we need to talk to his mom. I want to tattle on him. Does he have a stepdad? Yeah. Wow. Let us know. Let us know. Also, send us a picture of this cat. We actually would really like I'd that. I'd like that. Even if you do like none of the other things, like send pictures of Send of us pets. Their ho- the home address of this friend and we'll go We'll go show them what's what. Yes. We'll give them the bidness and then send us a cute picture of your cat. Let's, uh, Jen, after this, let's make a folder of some cute pet pictures so that we can send that off to the asker once they listen to this and then respond to us with cat pictures. Oh, Trin, you just gave me an idea. Okay, here's what I'm picturing. We print out... Pictures of this cat. Yes. We create a little ransom note. Yeah. Using cutouts of, you know, a magazine. Perfect. And be like, you wronged me. Yes. You wronged us. You wronged us. Us. Drop it in the mailbox. Do this every couple days. Mm -hmm. Let them start to think they're losing their mind. Yeah. 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 I think this is good advice. Maybe we should have opened the episode with this. I'm honestly all aboard. Slowly fill their mailbox with dead bugs. Oh, okay. Do we, do we, okay, here's the thing. Jen, we've, how, let's see how long we've been recording. We've been recording for 32 minutes and that's typically long enough. I think it's long enough. Yeah. But I would like to close this with one cute pet story from each of us so that we can rebuild the psyches of the pet lovers who oh, have been listening I love to this. That. Okay. Uh, so my dog, Mavi. She uh, she goes to daycare a couple times a week, doggy daycare. Real quick, we have to describe Mavi. Oh, okay. She's, she's a, a she's a like a lab Sheba Chow mix. She's a, a golden Labrador. She's about sixty five pounds. She's extremely athletic. Like she's she's, a, she's got a, a muscle she's, booty. She's an Olympic dog with a huge butt. And I take her to daycare, and Mavi loves water, and she loves playing in the hose. And I'm told at daycare, you know, every afternoon they have uh, they like hose down the sidewalk where all the dogs poop and pee. <laughs> and all the other dogs are not interested in this. But Mavi will follow the person with the hose around all day and she'll play in the hose. Like it's like it's like the highlight of her life. Aww. So when I pick her up from daycare, they're like, hey, uh, this happens like probably twice a week. They're like, hey, uh, sorry, she's all wet. And I'm like, I know it's OK. This happens every time. And here's the best part. When Mavi gets wet. Uh, she puffs up like a baby chick. <gasps> she gets all fluffy and puffy, and like she gets like a little ring around her neck of just no. like fur, like a lion. It's, no. And she gets all soft. Ah, oh, it's no. the best. Okay, your turn. Okay, so um, I am currently fostering a very cute little sweet kitten who came to me covered in fleas. She had diseases. She was gross. And now she has gained almost a half a pound. Uh, No more fleas. She's very fluffy and clean and happy. And she sleeps on my shoulder every night. And her name is Saucer. And what I'd like to tell you about Saucer is that she has a list of accepted nicknames. And it is Saucy, Sauce, Saucito. Uh, the Sauce Boss, and Sauce Perot. Uh, and uh, I have two songs that I sing to her. One is, <laughs> We Saucito, da, 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 the Saucito. And I just sing Saucito at her. Uh, and then the other one is, there's this song um, called Woman by Kesha, where she sings, I'm a motherfucking woman. And so I sing, You're a tiny little saucer. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I like the kitty and we're, I'm interviewing a couple to potentially take her home tonight. So that's a happy story about a, a wee little abandoned six pound baby who is now going to go to a forever home to love her. Six pounds? 
nuts. She's so small. That's like half of my dog's butt. She's not even going to get bigger. Oh, my God. Yeah, the vet's like, she's full grown. She's six pounds. She's six and a half now. Six and a half. Get it, girl. She got, she got her booty back. She got her booty back. How Saucer got her booty back. <laughs> well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to email us a question, you may also do such a thing at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you for Alex Cox for making this studio work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our incredible theme song that we love and dance to every day. And thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing all of our design work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Your friendship at the problem. So this is a story about choosing the hill for your friendship to potentially die on. It's not even really about like making. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Jen! Sorry. I was on a roll. <laughs>